This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with J.P. Reynolds. He is a hip-hop artist and entrepreneur representing Mount Vernon, New York. We will be talking about his socially progressive, spiritual, and provocative album entitled Guavamatic Space Dream. J.P. Reynolds, welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Thank you, man. Good to be here. Hey, we appreciate you. Before we get into it, I read that you were supposed to be born brain dead. What's that all about? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, so I was. So my parents, when they uh, were trying to conceive me, they 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 had some difficulty. Um, my parents were actually barren for five years uh, yeah. after they got married and started trying to have a kid. Um, they couldn't have children. Um, and I was I was finally conceived. Uh, um, you know, by the by the grace of God. Um, yeah. But you know, I had there were some complications in my delivery. So what happened was um, in the delivery room. Uh, my mother had to go through 36 hours of, of labor, which is crazy. crazy. It's like a day and a half yeah. of being in labor. Um, and during that period, uh, the doctors told them that I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain, um, so I was going to be born brain dead. Wow. Uh, that was the, that was that was the report that they gave my parents. Um, but it just so happened that one of the nurses who was a part of the delivery process was also my mother's uh, choir director from her church. Wow. So uh, she came in. So she she allowed my grandmothers to come in and lay hands on me and my mother, um, and I was like literally prayed into the world. Wow. And I was I was born with 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 you know obviously not brain dead uh, with all my faculties um, and maybe then some. So I you know it was a blessing to kind of have that narrative. That's actually kind of where my name comes from too. Like uh, okay yeah you know JP is JP is. Uh, it's short for Jeremiah Prophet. That's not my full name. My full name is Rodney Jeremiah Reynolds. But okay. I, I, I really identify with the name Jeremiah. Right. Um, because, you know, I, that's that's my biblical name. Like my mother gave us an earthly name and a heavenly name. Um, and the heavenly name came to her in a dream. Uh, so that was all kind of edified with the whole birth process. So, wow. Yeah, well, that's an amazing story right there. The power of the spirit. Absolutely, right? No doubt, man. Wow. I be here for a reason. <laughs> we all, so we all do. We all here for a reason. Right, exactly. So you were born and raised in Mount Vernon, is that correct? No, I was so I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was born I was born in Cleveland, Ohio and then my family moved to Mount Vernon when I was young. Okay. Um but so I you was, I was raised in Mount Vernon. Yeah. yeah, so you don't really remember much about Ohio, just more more Mount Vernon. I do actually, you know, we moved when I was like seven, or I was eight years old. Okay, um, yeah. So I do, I do remember something. You know, we 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 went back a bunch after we moved to New York because uh, I saw our grandparents there, I saw our family there, a lot of people I kind of grew up with. Um, so it was still foundational in some ways, but you know, I, my Vernon is definitely home. Right, right. So how 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 did Mount Vernon like impact your pursuit of music? Oh man, so like. When we got to Mount Vernon, this was like, you know, late 90s, and everything was blowing up. You know, like, this is the home of Pete Rock. Right. You know, Heavy D, Puffy is there. You know, we had the we had the, 
the locks and rough riders rolling through our city. Right. Yeah. Aaliyah was Aaliyah was shooting music videos, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it was it was the energy was there. Like literally the music and the energy was in the street. It That's was right. it was blasting out of cars rolling down the street. It was blasting out of radios at the baseball park. It was it was coming out of people was playing it after church. People were playing it from the bodegas and the stores and it was just all over the place. Um and I like literally fell in love with it. Cause you know, when I was in Cleveland, I mean, hip hop was big, but it, I didn't, I didn't, I feel like I didn't have access to it in the same way. Right. Um, just the geography is different. So like in Mount Vernon, it was, it was like in the air right. and the creators of it were literally walking down the street. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, um, it's hard to get away from it when you're in a, in a place like Mount Vernon or in the place of New York, especially in that period. Oh, so. Yeah. So um, did you run into anybody? Yeah. yeah I mean, been so, so, being around so much, like, talent, did you run into anybody like Pete Rock or anyone that you, that you just mentioned? Yeah, so, like, I didn't, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't, like, personally run into anybody, but okay. it feels like everybody's, like, two degrees away. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, you know, I went, you know, I grew up, um, my brother's best friend is Heavy D's niece. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, like, my barber to this day, I, st- I, st- I live in Harlem now, but I still go back to my barbershop in Mount Vernon. Um, and my barber, yeah, absolutely. You know how, you know how, look, come on, you know how yeah. the barbers are, you, you can't be, you that's know what I'm right. saying, you can't, this it, is like a full-time relationship, that, baby. That's, that's right. <laughs> you committed, man. <laughs> but my, now committed. But yeah, my barber, like my barber cut, I'll be sure head, like he used to wow. be with him, and um, like P-Rock and CL Smooth, they, they, so you know the video, they reminisce over you. Right. Um, the barbershop we first started going to when we moved to Mount Vernon is the same barbershop that they shot that video in. Oh, T, uh, Troy, um, the Troy, yeah, reminisce over you, yeah. Yeah, oh, reminisce, that shot in, in J. Harold's barbershop, and that's the barbershop we went to. Wow. So, like, I would see, I would see this video, I'm like, oh, that's my barbershop, like, I'm from a special place, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying, like, oh, shoot, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Heavy D gave us, like, the name stamp, like, Money Earner, Mount Vernon. Right. Uh, so, I'm, you know, it's, and I'm from Mount Vernon, too. Like, I, you know, a lot of times people will say they're from a different place when they come from a small city. Mount Vernon is a small city, four square miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to I went to high school at, like, a prep school, uh, you know, upstate. And Where upstate? I'm not from Mount Vernon, though. I went to school in Rye, New York. I went oh. to high school in Rye, New York. Because I grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York. I don't know if you know anything about Oh, Poughkeepsie. word. Yeah, yeah. So we know all about money earning Mount Vernon. <laughs> of course. The basketball rivalry is real. You oh, yeah, so yeah. It's real. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. real. So, so, uh, so, like, I, you know, I was, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all. I was just saying, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm from Mount Vernon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just New York, but not just the New York City metro area, but specifically, especially because of our history, musically, right. culturally, you know, athletically, all of that. I'm, right. you know, I'm from Mount Vernon. Carrying on that yeah. tradition, absolutely. So, yeah. um,. You describe your sound as an eclectic gumbo. Why? Yeah. I mean, I think I infuse a lot of different. I think my, I myself as a person, you know, I'm complex in the way that like uh, a lot has been poured into me, right? Like I've been in different places with different people, and I've seen different things, and I've heard different things, and uh, from like I said, being in a predominantly white school in high school to growing up um, in a family where my father had like a uh, an African-American history and culture magazine and going to a black church and like falling in love with hip hop and being an athlete and all of these things. 
and getting exposed to like John Coltrane early because I played the saxophone mm. in middle school, you know what I'm saying? And um, knowing who Thomas Dorsey is because I grew up in a black church mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, uh, growing up to the Delphonics and the stylistics because that's what my pops was playing. Mm. But then at the same time, being heavy on Bad Boy and BMX and, and Jay-Z, when I, when I came of age to listen to the music I wanted to listen to. Right. Um, so like all of that stuff, I think, pours into how I create in my creative process. Like when I become a vessel and I get into that zone out space and I create things, um, all of that stuff is what I draw from, right? Like the literary, the black, the black literary tradition, right? The Toni Morrison's and the James Baldwin's and the, and the Robert Hayden's and the Gwendolyn Brooks, right? Like all of that stuff has been poured into me. Um, and at the point where I, I create, all of that stuff comes out of me. Yeah. Um, so it creates this like, I, I mean, for me, it sounds like a gumbo. It feels like a gumbo when I'm, when I'm putting it together. Um, so that's why, I, that's why I describe it that way. Yeah. Gumbo, gumbo's delicious. It's meaty. It's full of all kinds of Bro. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that, you know, that. you know, what's ironic. What's ironic too is I don't even eat gumbo because I, I don't eat meat no more. Like I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a pescatarian. Ah. So it's funny that I use that that word, even though I don't even necessarily eat gumbo. Well, like you, you still know, can. I you still can. I still. You still can. There's definitely vegan gumbos, and you know, but the gumbo we talk about when you hear gumbo, oh, yeah, you think yeah, about that. sausage, and you think about scrimps. You're not yeah, thinking about the vegan. That's right. You, you know can't put no uh, fish fillet in there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put no fish in no gumbo, man. But but still, yeah, but still, uh, yeah. I'm so with gumbo. So I just heard you. You were you 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 were naming off a lot of uh, well-known uh, uh, black activists and so forth. Talk about you yeah. know where you went to school and what you studied. And also you said you, you had like an athletic background. Talk a little bit about that. Word. Yeah. So, uh, I went to Yale university. Um, I played football at Yale. Okay. I was, I, I was recruited to play there. I played there for four years. When I was there, I studied African-American studies. Um, and I stayed at Yale for divinity school. So I was, I was actually, at Yale. I was in New Haven. Yale is in New Haven, Connecticut. And I was okay. in New Haven for seven years. Um, and you know when I was there, uh, you know, like my senior thesis. So like when I when I wrote my senior paper, my advisor was Elizabeth Alexander, whom I love. I love Elizabeth. Alexander. <laughs> um, and so you know, most people know her. She was the inaugural poet for Barack Obama in 2008. She read a poem at his uh, inauguration. Um, she was my advisor, and, and during that time, that fall 2008 period, uh, I was in a class with her um, called 20th Century African American Poetry. Um, mm. And, you know, we really, we really got deep into the poets from the canon, right? Like Michael Harper and Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Gwendolyn Brooks. And, you know, the, the list goes so deep. Um, and you really get a feel and a flavor for the depth of what Black folks have been able to create and the way that Black folks have been able to create beauty amidst such pain and agony. Um, and, you know, as being trained in poetry in that way definitely influenced my my um my 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 rap ear my 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 the way I create music yeah. um you know like I and, and you talk about like social movements like my my paper was actually on uh um the way that poetry influenced the way that poetry influenced uh the civil rights movement because okay. I found this like small cache of letters between Langston Hughes and Martin Luther King oh, wow. um they were like they were like correspond um and Martin King at one point said, you know, I know of no better way to express uh, the, the beauty and the struggle of our people than with your words. Wow. And, you know, I found this, this, I, this, this all these times when Martin King 
would with Martin Luther King would uh would actually refer to his his poetry. He would actually like end speeches with his poetry. There were poems mm-hmm. that Langston Hughes wrote specifically for Dr. King that never got published that I found. Wow. Um so like I was like, yo, this is a real this is a real connection. Like the yeah. power and the responsibility of people who create art um in prophetic ways and beautiful ways right. to influence um society in like real, real meaningful um manners. So, so like I, you know that yeah, definitely influenced me. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about how hip hop is now? You know, like when we kinda yeah. at one time it was pretty balanced. You can find a lot of different hip hop right in front of you. You can still find it, but you got to yeah. dig deep. So, how do you feel about knowing that, you know, that 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 social, um, spiritual, and and that that progressive vibe in the music isn't really put in front of us to kind of really influence? Well, well, I mean, it depends, right? So, like, there's a couple ways to look at this. And the first thing I think about is literally the way that music is consumed now mm-hmm. and the way that it's produced, right? So, people can. Literally, you can be in your own bubble and be listening to the whoever you want to listen to. Right. It's not, you know, I like I live in New York City. I don't have a car, so like I don't listen to the radio for real. You know what I mean? So right. like I, I be on the the, the the platforms, so I can listen to whoever I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, it's, it's that's one thing where, you know, being, the, the idea of something being put in front of us is kind of like, ah, does that? I know yeah. it still exists, but I'm like, does that really exist for real anymore? Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't actually think some artists. Who, let me say it this way: I, I don't, I think there are artists that we don't necessarily give credit to for being deep, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, and I and I talk about this all the time because I think it's an interesting thing. Like, I think there's been something transmitted uh, for for people of the African diaspora um, through time. The same way that sometimes people will say like capoeira. Is what influenced breakdance, right? Yeah. Some some way, some something got transmitted through the spirits, through the through the ethos, through the ancestors, whatever you want to call it, so that people in the '80s were able to access this dance art expression form, right? Mm-hmm. And I think something similar happens right now. I think we're hearing a lot of rhythms. I think we're feeling a lot of vibrations oh, yeah. that are actually transmitted from African peoples, even from continental Africa, right? right. Um, and I don't think people get credit for that for being able to receive that and like give it out. Because I think a lot of times the content throws people off or whatever have you. Right. But like if you listen, like I remember when um, uh, what's the dude's name? When Designer came out with that Timmy, 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 Timmy. Oh Timmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be up, but right, when he right. did that joint, I was like, yo, that joint is mad African. It sure like, is, right? Mad, yeah. He, the way the way he rhythmically put that piece together, I was right. like, yo, something is in this, right? right? Um, so like, I don't think people get credit for being being recipients and vessels for that transmission. But you know, I, what? I don't think I think a lot of months. I think a lot of mumble rappers don't 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 get that uh, credit. I think a right. lot of folks, you know what I'm saying? Like I think a lot of folks are deeper than we think they are. Oh yeah, um, yeah, so that's, yeah. That's that's one thing. Another other part though is that a lot has been stolen from us, and there's a lot for us to unlearn. Right? right. So we can still we can transmit these vibrations. We can transmit the sounds and the and the rhythms and, and those types of things. But there's been so much. To, we need so much healing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much healing we need. There's so much to unlearn. Right. Um, and and that's just a real thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I hear right now is, I like, with the focus on what the, you know, the the, the energy towards, like, you know, drugs and, and antidepressants and those types of, like, Xanax and, and, mm-hmm. and Molly's and all of that. Like, a lot of people here, like, 
you know, oh my God, the glorifying these things, the, the glorifying uh, drug abuse, and it, what I hear is depression. Right. What I hear is like a what, what I hear is a real, but it's it's crazy because because a lot of people who look like me and come from places like I come from, they're creating beautiful things that make people dance mm-hmm. out of their depression. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. what I hear is I'm like, yo, this is urgent. This is crisis. Yeah. This is not. This, we're not, we, we shouldn't be throwing each other away. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of times we throw each other away because of, of, of shortcomings that we've, in, that we've internalized. And um, it's like, I'm just like, yo, like we need so much healing. That's, you know what I mean? Those are, some gr- that, those are two great points you just made because th- that is true. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the drug abuse is depression. If you listen to what they're doing, it is depression, right? And at the same time, at some people at certain levels, that's all they're around at the same time. So it just feeds in to trying to help them heal that depression. And then the other point you brought up was really, I say that to people as well, the the vibes of the music, the, 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 the beats of the music are so more melodic, so more, you could, f- I literally feel like it's coming from the continent of Africa, just the, the basses and so forth. That part, yes, I truly agree with you there. I just can't wait until we can they they can give up the have a little bit more courage and just say a few little, little gems in their music like how we used to grow up you you, you hear somebody like I mean I mean Wu Tang then they would talk about violence and so forth but they would drop those gems that you know that they're there for the children in a sense you know they're trying to reach them on their level. So I just can't wait for just those little bit of jewels to come back. And I think with the new waves, like you're talking about, the sound of it plus some jewels, I think that vibration would be so intense. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's out there, and I, you know, I would. You know, it's, I think it's. I, I hear you. I, I see. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just. I just. I just always hesitate to think that people aren't dropping jewels. Right. You know okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's people, there's some, there's some, there's some kids weren't dropping jewels, B. Like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's, it's almost like you know Jesus used to always say like he who has ears uh, should listen, right? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes I work with young people too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And some of the stuff they come in here saying to somebody, I'm like, oh, what is that? Who said that? They're like, <laughs> oh, twenty one seven said that? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that black said that? Yeah. I would have never thought he was that, but he said that. That's crazy. <laughs> so right. yeah, I just you know what I'm saying. I just yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I feel I feel multiple ways about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, <laughs> I I do too. I do too. You know, because me and my colleagues were always like searching the blogs and music blogs, and you know we'll yeah. li- we'll, we'll we'll listen to it and and when you do hear a song, they do they, they, sometimes they will drop a gem here and there, and we definitely appreciate appreciate that. See, I mean, but, and the other thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one more thing about this too is yeah. that like. There's like a co-optation of people's authentic, organic art-making process, Talk right? About that. What do you mean? And part of part of that, because, so what happens is sometimes people are make, creating things and making things just to be hot, yeah. because they want to get bread, right? Because right? people come up from poor, poor situations, Absolutely. right? They yeah. come up from situations where they're like, "Yo, if I can just get this hit, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get this hit and get out of my situation and my circumstance," mm-hmm. right? Right. And to me, that's not the fault of the person trying to make the hit. That's just for the capitalism and oh, yeah. structure. When now we're not actually able to make organic art, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm not. I can't. I'm not. I can't sit here and place the blame 
on home homeboy from from the block or from the trap no. who's making this music because they're trying to get out the off the block and out the trap. Right. Right. But it's, 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 it's usually white folks and capitalism and white supremacy and patriarchy and capitalism that's dangling this little carrot to say, yo, come monkey dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And because of the generations of oppression and the generations of, impo- of impoverished situations, now we have to, like, continue to do that. Yeah. Until somebody says, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's something like, the, the word courage is such an interesting word. Like, I had this conversation with my creative director not too long ago. Like, you know, if courage requires some element of, of understanding what you're being courageous against. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I always like this, 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 this differentiate between being fearless and being courageous because being fearless, I don't, I don't know if being fearless is like a real thing, right? Because mm-hmm. being courageous is, is knowing what you're scared of mm-hmm. and still doing something anyway. That's mm-hmm. courage. Mm-hmm. It's literally like the word comes from a Latin uh, core, right? Like corazón, right? Mm-hmm. Courageous, C-O-U-R. So it's literally to take heart. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard to take heart of. Um, that's where we get the word encourage, right? To right. encourage somebody is to give somebody heart. To discourage is literally to take somebody's heart, right? Mm. So it's like, yo, how can a person take heart if they don't even necessarily know what they're taking heart against? That's true. So I, this is mad levels to this. Yeah, there's mad, mad levels level. to this. Dude. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're totally right because. I think the music right now, almost like Kanye said, it's like crack music. They took the music and, you know, like you said, kids are, are, you know, impoverished and they're trying to get out, trying to get out. So the the new thing is just trying to get the music out, too. It's it's another form of trying to get out. It's another, and it's yo. I'm I'm sorry to keep because you got me in my bag right now. So like yo, it's, it's almost it's, it's another. It's like a it's, it's like it's a form of mockery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my I was watching Death Comedy Jam at New Twenty the Twenty Fifth oh, with my wife uh, yeah. last week, and we were talking about how like we laugh so big and we smile so wide, yo. Yeah. Like like uh um. James Baldwin said this thing, like, I love when a black face smiles, like, and light opens, right? <laughs> it's just, like, so much light comes out, yeah. right? And and you, and then what we thought about was, like, the, the like, those dolls that they used to make, those racist dolls that would be super dark and have right. that big, wide smile right. and watermelon. And it's like, yo, they were mocking our joy. They sure were. Right? Because wow. we actually, we actually <laughs> do smile wide and we laugh big. Right. But y'all are mocking it. Right. How dare you mock what's inside of you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing happens with rap. It's like you are mocking our joy. Yeah. You're taking you're taking our dance. You're taking our rhythm and our vibration and you're taking our song and you're turning it into something that's that's like putrid. Right. You're mocking us, B. I'm like, that's so offensive to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I should be able to laugh wide and eat my watermelon and do whatever I want without without fearing nothing, but y'all have mocked it to the point where now I'm ashamed of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm yeah, you got like you got me I'm yeah. No, yeah. I mean that's totally yeah. true. I mean every I look at it in two ways. The things that will make us happy and make us joyful, they will it will be flipped in a way to make us want to hate it. And then the things right. that were the oppressor was doing the violence and so forth, they were projected on us. So <laughs> the switch was just ridiculous. Word. But yeah, I'm I definitely yeah. feel you with that. So yeah, um man. let's talk a little about, about the album. Guava Matic yeah. Space Dream. What, what's the, yeah. talk about that name? What do you mean there? <laughs> uh, so I'll be saying guava like all the time. I, yes. So I, like I just like I like the word guava. Like it feels <laughs> good to say the word guava. It does. Like I, I, it does, right? Like if you say the word, even if you say it in Spanish, like it, guava, like I just guava. feels dumb good to say. <laughs> uh, 
And it's wild because like I literally was like sitting in the car one time with some of my people. I was like, Yo, I think I'm gonna just start saying the word guapper. Like I just want to start saying it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's but it's like a it's like an acronym. Uh, you know, because obviously people with words like I like be making meanings out of things, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's the acronym for for groups undercounted arrive very adept. Say that one more um, time. Groups undercounted arise very adept. Okay, okay. Yeah, so basically guava is like, you know, in addition to being like, you know, fruitful and, and all of that, it's just a, uh, it's a call to rise, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and the thing about rising is that I think in human history, we've seen that like people who know freedom best are people who also know oppression best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right, because it's it's hard to know you know, and I, this is a, a tricky, like, philosophical question. Like, can freedom exist without oppression? Or, like, you right. know, that type of thing. But, like, you know, what, what, I've, what I've seen, what, what I've studied and encountered is that, you know, people who, who have been most, uh, you know, you know, most oppressed and, and most uh, stolen from have known more deeply the, the height of what it is to be liberated. Mm. Um, so I, I think, you know, That's groups undercounted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like people who are undercounted, people who are counted out, people who are outcast, people who are told that they don't have a voice. You know what I'm saying? When you find your voice after all the time that you've been told and you don't told that you don't have a voice, mm. you're going to be real loud. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to be real loud. So people who've been undercounted are also the people who, who rise higher. They mm. rise to the highest height because... You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a response thing, but it's also a um it's also an instinctive thing. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, that's the that's the whole thing behind the guava thing. I mean it's like a guava is like a portal into a whole universe of me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh and the whole space dream thing is like I got this kind of Afro future vibe to it and um I mean I I over the last couple of years I've definitely had like multiple encounters with like spirit and ancestor in like really deep ways. Mm. Um dream space is something that's very, very fascinating to me. Uh space has always been like a uh like a, a wondrous thing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? To to for something to be infinite uh is like a really curious thing for me. And I think uh Again, for folks who've known oppression, who also know freedom, uh, we've been able to know, you know, despair, but also hope, and we've been able to contain the multitude of what is like vast space. Yeah, um, right. That so makes that makes. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, that is a dope title. Now that you laid it out, guava. Guava is a good word. I like the word. As you were saying, I'm like, I like guava. I might start saying guava. I like that. <laughs> Listen, this guava. This is like guava. guava Let's see? go get this and guava. Then, <laughs> And go get this guava. And it apply, it's the thing, yo. You can say it and it just makes sense. You can just apply it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, she she guava right now, yo. Yo, <laughs> Yo, listen, man. She got the guava juice. You know what I'm saying? She got the guava juice dripping. It's real. It's a real thing. And so, then also, I mean, on the on the, on the, on the art set, like, you know, guavamatic is a little knock to illmatic. You know what I mean? Ah. Um, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. All of these things. It's, not, it's levels. It's, levels. <laughs> it's always levels. It's always levels. Well, there, there's a song that called Harry Belafonte. Why yeah. is it called Harry Belafonte? My people screaming like, what's going on? Can't nobody see it. 
this has been inspirational for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes that makes sense. That's what I was thinking in my head why I was named that. Just want to make sure that's what you were saying. Yeah. You had a great and, 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 uh-huh. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, but and also too, like you know, I say in the song, like I'm feeling like I'm Harry Belafonte, Paulie Roby with my story, right? right? And yeah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Paul, talking about Paul Robeson, right? Too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, another another person who was incredibly complex, right? Like he he was an athlete, you know what I'm saying? He was a lawyer. He, he was involved in um, social justice and politics, uh, and he was also a performer. Yeah. And I, I identify in a similar way, right? Like I was I was an athlete for. I was, I'm still an athlete. Like, once you're an athlete, you're kind of always an athlete. But right. I was, like, involved in competitive sports for a very long period of time. Um, and then, I, you know, I flipped the switch, and I went to divinity school, and then, I, you know, I, I got more deep into the rap set. So it's like I feel, I feel similar. I feel like those are deep kind of inspirations in that way. Yeah. Do you, do you see any artists that are on that, that level like that anymore? I was trying to think. Oh, you trying to get Try to get me in trouble, baby. Uh, <laughs> try to get me in trouble, baby. Let me say this: I'm gonna I'm keep it a hundred, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it all the way real. Uh, there's like two or three that I see, not okay. even. Okay. I, and I'll be real: like I don't, I'm not moved. Mm-hmm. Like rappers don't move me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I when I get when I, if I get real crazy, I'm like I, if you see me perform and you see what happens on the stage when I'm with my band. People ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Right. Rappers ain't doing that. I'm nobody. I don't care who you put up anybody. Um, I'm I'm keeping it a hundred a hundred. Right. Like I I think the, the art of performance is not a thing right now. Like this, yeah. like literally no. the people who I've seen, I'm like, oh, that was that was a dope performance. I mean, Kendrick and Chance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, outside, of, I just I just don't see it. I'm and I'm just I'm just. I got. I love every. I love no, everybody right. who's doing this. You're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And pe- like I said, people are, are operating on. I think operating in, in genius levels when it comes to vibration and mm-hmm. rhythms and melodies and, mm-hmm. and putting songs together in a way that we haven't seen in a very like really before. Um, but like in terms of infusing all of these things and living into the complexities and performing it live as yeah. well as in the studio, like I don't see it. Yeah. No, you you're right. You're right. That's I think that's like the the the, the thing that's kind of missing is that live performance. Really getting into that live performance again and, and making it a a whole a whole show, you know, all right. facets of of the uh of the entertainment. Yeah, I I I totally agree with you on that line. But you <laughs> there was something on that on that one song that I really liked. You said you said uh they tried to bury us, but we are seeds. They got it wrong. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. break that yeah, down! Yeah, yeah. Break that down!" So that's like a that's actually like a I think it's a Mexican proverb. Mm. Um, they tried to bury us, but we are seeds. And I just added, they, they got it wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, the idea is that you know when you when you bury something, it's dead, right? Right. That's the idea, like in culture, like. Usually when you bury something, it's, it's dead. Like it's a it's a body, it's a it's a life that has perished, or it, you know something of that nature. But um, seeds like flip that whole script. You know what I mean? When you bury a seed, it grows. It doesn't die. It creates new life. Right. Um, and we get this cycle that happens where, and this to me is also like the gospel, right? Like when when something was thought to be dead, it's it's now it's now new life. Mm. Um. And that to me is like something that we have embodied time and time again, right? Like, 
people of you know people of the African diaspora have like responded to death with more life. Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't do nothing to completely keep keep the folk down. Right. Um, and that and that that type of resilience and that type of vision is something that is is unique. Um, but I, I you know I I think it's I think it's, it's incredibly powerful to be a part of a part of this culture and community. Um, who, who has a type of resilience. So yeah, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't yeah. lie, man. And there's another song on the album called Baltimore. And, you know, we all know Where? what sparked the protests in Baltimore, you know, the the murder of Freddie Gray by the police. Uh-huh. So yeah. describe how that triggered you to write that song. Or or if that wasn't the trigger, what was for you to write that song? I dream I am a Bearing the marks of Jesus, screaming Jeremiah's, waving the flag of scars and gripes. Blue uniforms extinguish pink fire. Shadows rise. We out here marching the city, traffic stopper stomping with me, invisible systems fence me, riot gear on nose against me, voice horse, see the boys on no horse when I die in, only armor that I'm sporting been absorbed, it's my skin, bandana around my face to keep the spray from out my nostril, stopping the frisk surveillance so my energy be hostile, say peace, but you're saying that to pacify me. Now I see through what's deceitful You can't gratify me with your calculated apologies There is no honesty You gon' need a little more to out with me That's hollow scheme So I'm out here in the street With my fist in the air That's pepper we smellin' That ain't no mist in the air You should tremble for your symbols Remember that God is just I know your systems want me missing, But I'm hearing God's with us You see me as a threat Scared the death of my life I'm desperate If you think I'll grab a weapon You're right if I got to cop a bottle and toss it to stay from shot up, then so be it. Molotov cocktails all up in your Starbucks. Tea up in your harbor. I harbor revolutionary thoughts up in your yard, bro. Regard to what you authored, the heart of my actions lie in your lies. Undisguised, both a dream and a nightmare. I am the uprise. I've been robbed. I've been stolen from. I want what's mine. You call me a looter, but who's looting whom? My demise is designed. I don't care about these one for you to see me. I won't call it. You think I'm stupid? He's too fish. You can meet these. Fire bomb on your city. Come and get me like you want to. I can't say taking my life is something that it couldn't come through. Suicidal thinking. You can kill me tonight. I might as well die for freedom. Only seems right. I got the light. I see the light from the flames streaming from the top of cop cars. It's escalated quickly trying to stop war. But you started that. We mobbing back. Back against the wall. Go and place my path on modern tracks. My actions have Costly, I'ma honor that with madness for the cause. It'd be ugly till it's over. Time to uproot and destroy. And I ain't afraid to die. <laughs> now I ain't afraid to die, my lord. Now I ain't afraid to die. Woo. Now I ain't afraid to die, my lord. Standing, not moving, they running and shooting. But I ain't afraid to die. Now I ain't afraid to die. Now I ain't afraid to die, my lord.
I'm more than a bit fatigued. It's woke up in these streets. You should probably tread softly. We get no justice, you get no peace. I'm more than a bit fatigued. It's woke up in these streets. You should probably tread softly. We get no justice, you get no peace. Spot the power, I attack it. Cause you're using to diminish me. You may think it's drastic, but excuse me, I'm defending dreams. We're part of the heart of the uprise. We tearing up lies. You can look, I ain't showing no fear in my eyes. I'll throw it all on the line. We know, we know. We know the tricks we done been here before. Yeah, we we know, we know. Yeah, that's dangerous. They can't handle us so they just aim with us. They think we're brainless, but we know, we know. Yeah, we know, we know. It's a shame when the hate is central. Oh, that's dangerous. They can't handle us so they just aim with us. They think we're brainless, but we know, we know. Yeah, we know, we know. Oh, that's dangerous. They can't handle us so they just aim with us. They think we're brainless, but we know, we know. We know, we know. I ain't afraid to die. Now, I ain't afraid to die, my lord. The trigger was, I think, wondering where I would have been if that had happened in New York City. And if I were like 16, 17 years old, you know what I mean? Like when I was 16, 17 years old, uh, I think Bush was, yeah, Bush was still in office, but it wasn't hot. You know what I mean? We weren't really like pouring into the streets yeah, and right. taking over blocks and organizing in ways. It wasn't hot for real. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't no cars getting flipped over and buildings getting burnt and it wasn't hot. And, you know, revolution is, is messy. Mm-hmm. And I think freedom, I think, I, th- I think words that have been cheapened and weakened, like love and peace. I think that when there's, when there's, when you really get getting into love and peace, it's messy and it's dirty. Right. And sometimes it's fire. Mm-hmm. And um, Baltimore was a, was a real reminder of that because, you know, I, we had, we had the Mike Brown response. You know what I'm saying? When I was even in New York, when Mike Brown, when the Mike Brown verdict came out, we started taking over streets in New York. Um, we weren't, we weren't flipping cars over though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that type of mess. And then you, when you think about like Baltimore and like, I, and there's, there's been songs about Baltimore, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. From Nina Simone, like we've been, we've been there in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, part of me was like, I don't want people. I'm not from Baltimore. I don't have family in Baltimore, and I don't. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm like trying to just hop on this and that, this, that, and the third. But I'm like, nah, this is like, this is universal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them did. A lot of those kids, and a lot of those people were doing things that we wish we could had the courage to do. Yeah. Let's burn it all down, B. Let's yeah. burn it all down. And I like that. That's what triggered it a little bit because it was like, this is, is this what it, is this what it is? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it real like that? You know what I mean? And like, it's just seeing fire. Like, I've been seeing fire for years now. Like, you know what I'm saying? In terms of what our world is looking like and yeah. what's coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It looks like fire. Right. Um, and Baltimore was indicative and emblematic of that. So, so, so what, what do you think? What do you think? I know we don't have all the answers, you know, but it's good to just talk nah, about it. Nah, we sure don't. Uh, it's just yeah. good to talk about it. So, what do you think is our responsibility as a black community? When it comes to this police brutality, like what do you what do you think? This is, I mean, this is hard stuff, and I'm part part of me wants to like 
do the whole like you know real jeans moving solid like it's lasagna and just completely sidestep the questions because there are communities and there are people and pockets of folks who are literally in basements and in church buildings and in community centers organizing around this right, right. Um, yeah. i'm like i ain't trying to get a secret to where todd i ain't doing all that. <laughs> um, oh, okay now we don't we don't we don't but, <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm like thirty percent. I'm like thirty percent joking. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but not. So like, I, I think part of it is coalition building. So for, for coalition building with people, with everybody, mm-hmm. because when we when we scale things back and we look even beyond, when we look into and even beyond police brutality and the police system, we see that what's benefiting from all of the system is literally like white men in the one percent. Right, yeah, the people right. who benefit—it's literally, it's literally the people who are the slaveholding class right. and the descendants thereof. Right, mm-hmm. um, I could get into that, and that's a whole thing, <laughs> um, and maybe I will. But the, the other thing I'll say is, like, I think, I think it takes like radical imagination um, to borrow from the language of my friend Cleaver Cruz. Uh, radical imagination of what uh, is possible with like without a police system. Right? Oh, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Like, if we abolish the police system, what kind of world would we have? Right. Because um, if you think about think that, that's a good that. point. Because some cultures, yeah, some right? cultures, especially when you get down to the indigenous cultures, like, I took a trip over to Ethiopia and was literally, like, in, like, the Omo Valley, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't you don't see any kind of law enforcement in that way. You know what I mean? Right. And well, I mean, and see, so so now is where I go. I'm, I have to go in a little bit about what we're talking about, right? Because mm-hmm. you're right. Like you don't see it in that way. And the thing is, you know, a lot of times I don't think people, I don't think we as a culture and society like fully, fully appreciate how peculiar of a system slavery was in this context, right? right? So like the the current police state literally is a descendant of overseers on plantations. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they like they were they were literally police brigades were literally started to catch mm-hmm. like runaway slaves. That's where the police started in right. this country. Mm-hmm. Right. So the system of policing, that's it's that's it's that's it's like in, that's it's that's it's that's his root, that's his ancestor. Right. Um so like what comes from that and then you blend in, you know, Jim Crow South, you blend in the black Napier period, you blend in the left and, and here's the other part, right? So the slaveholding class, and this uh, Michelle Alexander talks about this in Jim Crow. This is like something that people talk about all the time now, like where race came from or where racism came from. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, the people who were at the top of the, the institution of slavery just pitted all the poor white folks, all the overseers against the black folks, especially when black folks were free, right? right? So now it's like, actually, y'all are trying to take my job. I don't like y'all because y'all are black now. Mm-hmm. And then you mix that into the police system. And the way that people have this like inherent bias and all of this stuff, it's like, yo, we gotta reimagine this whole thing from from jump. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that takes a lot of courage, right? It does. Like yeah. to even say we don't even want the police no more. Mm-hmm. Or let's think think about think about doing this in a different way. Right. And my thing, I, like, a lot of, I get a lot of pushback from people I'm really close to, like, how are we gonna do that? Like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. I'm like, yo, that's what the point of radical imagination is. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But this is also, but this is also the work of oppression because the only people who are doing that radical imagination are the same ones who got babies to feed and, and they work in three jobs and they also got, you know, what I'm saying they take care of the whole family. It's not, it's like ah, it's a catch twenty two. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. 
because the, the folks who have the access, the capital, the capacity, and the resources to actually reimagine the police system are the same ones who are benefiting from it. Right. I was, so, uh, yeah. So, you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think about that all the time. Like, um, we have an interview coming up in the future with uh, Jessica Gordon Nimhard, and she talks mm-hmm. about how the relationship between uh, cooperative economics and civil rights were one and the same, but we don't know much about that. It was taken out of the picture, and it showed that how much cooperative economics we were able to help give each other jobs. We were able to help stabilize each other. So when we do radical thought and action, they can't say, oh, we're taking your job away. Go ahead. Mm. We're all supporting each other. So when you said that whole coalition building, it's like mm-hmm. on the on the on the on the, beneath the surface that's starting to bubble up again. So um, right, yeah. So, and, then, and then so you the resistance towards coalition because what happens is when you build coalitions, a coalition in the in the in the in the slavery time would have been like all of the enslaved Africans would have teamed up with all the overseers and they would have teamed up with all the pro whites and overthrown the slaveholders. Right. Imagine that. Imagine, yeah. And so, so the slaveholders are not about to let that happen. No. Right? right. They're not the, they, the slaveholder. The slaveholding class is not about to be like they're gonna create some type of diversion so that people can't create a coalition. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we see that now, right? Right. right? Whether it's you know people who served in the military versus people who are taking a knee in the NFL, right. and then Jerry Jones is coming down like actually y'all are divided. <laughs> And I'm going to make y'all unified again. Get in line and hold your helmets and don't take a knee and all of this. Mm-hmm. And now we got Janelle Hill who's trying to build a coalition. With, you know what I'm saying? Like this, right. this, stuff, is, this stuff is insidious mm-hmm. and it's not even new. Right. Same snake, new skin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So we could talk about that. Uh, it all depends on the circles you're in because it might lead to people thinking, yo, dude, you're kind of paranoid. <laughs> And that kind of leads into your song, Black Paranoia. Can you uh, talk about uh, <laughs> that song, please? <laughs> oh, I, knew you was going, I knew you was going there. I was like, oh, yeah, like my song, Black Paranoia. Uh, <laughs> Dreams can turn to nightmares, transform into something that you might fear. Dark skin, hooded up, get paranoid like no light here. But you see it when you see me. I ain't plotting, I ain't scheming. Last time I'm getting my bendetica on, I step out of the boat trying to handle the storm. Woo, good God. It all seems so beat. I'm over here trying to sound the horn. Hard to hear us a screech. My presence is a breach. I've been the intention to kill my flow, but I refuse to get beached. So I'ma scream until you hear me out. I'm feeling like a problem because I don't fit in the box. My body feeling alien, my stomach being knots. Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia. Feeling like a problem because I don't fit in the box. If you try to shackle me, I'm breaking off them locks. Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia. Every day when I leave my crib, I strategize what I'm going to bring with me. My headphones, my phone charged, and I never neglect to bring something to read. I beat on my black, 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 black. I got face in a tack, 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 tack. And a thing come around and I don't get down when I hit a sign of cack, 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 cack. They gon' see when they search my corpse. I was them in a side store. So maybe we got was a likeable to be the oppos that they spot me for. Oh, poor black boy. The newspaper got another sad store. Killed by the force of regain territory. Can't walk nowhere without bags on. I'm feeling like a problem because I don't fit in the box. My body feeling alien, my stomach being knots. 
Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia. Feeling like a problem, cause I don't fit in the box. If you try to shackle me, I'm breaking off the locks. Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia. Bulletproof, they hanging on corners with drugs and they booze. Supply by the system, I call it a dose. What we gonna do when they feed in the slide? Put down to send me and pick up a book and stop feeding your mind. Cause we ain't got time to ease up with a feed up, gotta get it. Before they take us out in the middle of the city, got a hand on the sugar, got my hand in the Bible. Piss in the air, cause you know it's black power. I'm feeling like a problem, cause I don't feed in the box. My body feeling alien, my stomach being knocks. Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia. Black paranoia, feeling like a problem, cause I don't fit in the box. If you try to shackle me, I'm breaking off them locks. Black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia, black paranoia.
again, now, I mean, it's all of the stuff we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, it's, um, you know, James Baldwin, I, I'm, I'm quoting James Baldwin again, right? Like, uh, to be black and conscious in this country is to almost always be in a rage. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and it's something similar, right? Like, you are aware of, like, certain things and a certain certain layers have gotten peeled back and certain curtains have been opened and certain truths have been exposed. And you just walk down the street every day kind of, like, looking around like, yo, what's going on out here? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm like, I must be paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um Right, like, like you know, and in my own personal life, right, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who went to Yale. I have two degrees from Yale, right. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, when some, literally two weeks ago, somebody yelled police in the street as a joke. I was in Chelsea, what? with one of my, with my art, with my art director. Wow. He was joking with his friends, with white people joking with them. No, stop, police. Yo, the the level of fear that I had in that moment, I literally was like, I'm about to die. Yeah, I was like, I'm about to die. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there like I did all the right stuff. I did all these things that's that necessary. But when the person sees me, they don't see, uh, and it shouldn't even it shouldn't even matter. Right. It shouldn't matter that I have two year degrees or that I've been around places with exactly. people. Look, I, it shouldn't matter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But the fact is, even with that, even with the profile and all of these things that I've, I've been able, I've been blessed to achieve and attain. Like it doesn't matter. I'm still a black person walking. I'm still a black man walking down the street, mm-hmm. and that's how, yo, when he screamed, police, yo, I, I promise you, bro, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. So how Literally do you, just at the word police. So how do you cope with, how do you cope with that? How do you counter black paranoia? Is, 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 is it possible? Like, what do you do personally? I mean, personally? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's love, it's dance, it's, yeah. it's vision, right? Like, the other side of black paranoia is black vision, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh. It's like, it's literally like, I think it's grace. I think it's something that I received that's maybe not fully of myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's remembering that like people are, are subjected to systems. And I've met a lot of people who benefit from systems who didn't create the system, um, right. who are completely oblivious. Oh yeah. But once I find a moment of grace to actually explain something to them, they're like, oh, shoot. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it's hope, man. Like I I'm not devoid of hope. I'm not I'm not empty of of a vision. And I think part of it is like the understanding that literally, if people who were in a system that was a gazillion times worse than whatever I'm in had the ability to see beyond their current circumstance, and why can't I? Why can't I? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm, I'm actually not in change. I'm actually, I, I'm actually saying I'm going to activate my freedom. <laughs> right, and it's a matter of, it's a matter of like knowing what that looks like, and being, being in community with people, and seeing people, and laughing, and talking, and like wrestling with ideas, and sometimes disagreeing, and sometimes figuring out what it means to identify in this way or that way, or what it means when I have a blind spot, or what it means when you have a blind spot, and doing this over tea, and then dancing after. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That joint is it's so necessary. I, look, man, like, uh, <laughs> we need we need these conversations. We, we do. Need love. We need the and we need we need love. Not in like a not like again. That, that word has been like co opted and like sullied to me. Right? Yeah. Like people like love and it's like all this peace stuff and it's so surface. I'm like nah, yo. Like we need to wrestle. We need to like, but it needs to happen in living rooms, not on the internet where people are getting likes and doing yeah. stuff for clickbait. <laughs> 
And he's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For real, yeah. it needs to happen in the basement when it's us six. Mm-hmm. It's, it's us six of us. And, yo, I didn't like what you said, and I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about it right now. And, right. and we're going to get to the root of it, and we need to be vulnerable with each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's good, like, that's yeah. where he, I feel like that's where healing comes from. Right. Put it all on the table, man. You know tough, I mean? tough, tough love, I guess, that yeah, to kind of break it down. But, but you Word. know, we got to break it all the way down. Another part when I heard that song, I, I it made me think of a, the other side of black paranoia. Right. White people and just their primal manufactured fear of black people. They have a certain yeah. kind of paranoia, you know, that whole fear of a black planet concept. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're paranoid in themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the thing, because the truth is, the way to, the reason we get mocked, right? We talked earlier about like being mocked because of our joy, because of our dance, because of our song. It's like that's a threat. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a threat to the comfort of folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a lot of people try to make the the, the argument that you know, well now you're being racist if you're talking about black stuff all the time. And I'm like, they don't oh, know, you know the word. Black church. You know, they don't you know, know the black definition. Colleges. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I'm just like, nah, it's not that, man. It's like literally, you've been, if you've been shut out for such a long time, you're gonna create your own thing. Absolutely, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. And be joyful over it. And my and my joy is not is not necessarily only in response to to, to white oppression. Right. I'm just joyful because I'm joyful. I laugh because that joke <laughs> right. is funny. I'm not laughing because I need to laugh today because the white man had me down. It's like, nah, this joke was just funny. That's it. That was it. It wasn't yeah. had nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know what I'm Sorry, but it didn't. It did. It was completely independent of anything that had to do with you. Right. Sorry. Right. I, you know. Right. right. Strawberries have seeds you can see on the outside. On an orange cloud in a yellow chariot, I've seen them. It seems then that we've touched. Embraced, hand planted on back, planted in past, rooted in future. May my seeds be free to be. I dream. Tell me I matter that I am unique. What's that you who was crossing my mind? 
That red light disappeared like I'm stopping for us as a sight. How'd you get so big? Matter of fact, how'd you get here at all? This encounter is all I'm in thrall. And I'm looking at you, here you are. Your body is probably a target, and I try to stop it, I promise it. Oh. Your mama and I, we went through it ourselves. We know just what it's like to be dark. No matter what things fall apart, that nobody disheartened your spark. I can imagine my granddaddy did this with me, so I walk with his feet till this life was complete. Cover up our prayers from deep. Don't worry, you'll see. It's gonna open up. Love and love, all the droplets to you, we can see. They gon' try to new Jim Crow you. And play by ghost rules. So work with your post rules. And center on where the ghost rules. My dream for you was you'll be unconfined. I pray the Lord just so designed. I cross my heart and I hope to die before you. Lord, let them see 25 like la 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 Tell me the stories of my family Tell me, tell me how I'm gonna look Tell me, tell me what do you see Show me, show me love and affection Tell me I matter that I am unique So we just heard the the song Strawberry. Ooh. What can you help us understand what do you want us to take away from the song? Um, so Strawberry is a letter to my unborn children. Mm. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So and strawberry is this idea of seed, because a strawberry is like I think it's the only fruit that has seeds on the outside. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's just um so you can see the you can see the seed. And again, like you tried to bury us, but we were seeds. You got it wrong, right? Right. right. Um, so, like, literally, it's a song about my seeds, mm. right? In a, in a more familial sense, right? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, the idea is that uh, I have something to pour into my children who aren't even here yet. Mm-hmm. Like my mother used to always talk about how, and I told you the story about how I was born and all of that. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, well, you were gonna get here. Like we 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 had been praying for you, mm-hmm. right? Like people were praying for you before you got here. You had a village of people praying for you before you got here. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I have a village of people praying people into the world, I'm praying for other people's children mm-hmm. with my bones, mm-hmm. right? But with my existence, I am praying for other for, for generations to come." And strawberry is like a, re- a reflection on that, right? Where I'm literally talking to my 
my son and my daughter. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. going to try to be in the top and touch you. Right? <laughs> but, but death is going to try to mock you, but life is in your nostrils, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Like you are, a, you are, you are a living person. You are going to be a joyful person. You are going to have like real, real love in this world. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what it's about, man. Um, wow, yeah, that makes so much yeah. sense when you said, "Was that you that was crossing my mind?" Nah, and I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, was it you who was crossing my mind? Yeah. yeah. Again, this, this is like a dream space. Like in a dream, if you dream and it's like you see some like this happened to me, right? Like in a dream, if a person walks in front of you in the dream. And that person is like he looks, you know, looks a little bit like he was walking, like you think you walk. Like, wait, was that you? Was that was you? Because it wasn't me in the dream. It was it was my feet. Mm-hmm. Was that you? Who was crossing my mind? Mm-hmm. How did you get so big? <laughs> How you did? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, it's that type of reflection, man. Because yeah. you know, for folks who get, you know, have so much, uh, for folks who think a certain way. Right, you think about pain, you think about that. It's like it's hard sometimes to dream, and it's hard sometimes to like to access like what's com- what's the future looking like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like the fact that so many of my so many of my peers, myself included, celebrated the age of twenty one, or celebrated the age of twenty five, because we're like, yo, we're not dead yet, we're exactly. not better in jail. Right. That's but that's cra- that's such low hanging fruit. That Isn't is that right. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, there was a, another song on there called Moving Mountains. I'm seeing things I don't see yet. I'm just getting my feet wet. Nothing's impossible, believe it. My plate's full and I'm grateful, crazy where there's faith to take it. Your target, you're gonna hit your target, you're gonna hit your target. 
hit your target. Put your hands up in the air. Nobody gon' stop you. Nobody gon' stop you. Nobody gon' stop you. pursuing music what are you doing i am a i'm a dream director so i work with young people um okay. on, a, on a regular basis i work in high school in new york city um and i work with uh with high school students to help them kind of access their own dream life and to to kind of train them in like the practice of possibility um uh, so that they can actually you know spring forth their own passion-based projects and their own you know, figure out their own purpose, figure out their own their own journey. So, is this the piece of power people, media thing we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, that's that's not that's so that's I, I work um, I work in partnership with the Future Project, which is like a nonprofit educational oh, organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also I, mean, I also uh, you know I'm the founder of Piece of Power Media, um, which is the entity under which I've you know I created all my things thus far. I see. Um, you know, it's, it's you know it's a it's a platform for folks to be able to to create a a platform for their craft. And it's actually, we're actually going to be making some exciting moves very soon that I'm not going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it alone. Yeah. We're going to rise. Yeah. 
Well, let us know. Let us know when that that does spark, because we'll. Oh, we'll, I will. We won't hey, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, 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 you've done a lot of reading in your lifetime. I could tell tell that. So, you know, the show's called Books, <laughs> Books, Beasts, and Beyond. So, we like to ask, Word. what are you reading right now, or what have you read that had the biggest impact on your life? Oh, the biggest impact. Let me let me start with what I'm reading right now. I don't know what the biggest impact. Uh, okay, so what I'm reading right now, uh, I'm reading a book called. Black Theology and Black Power by James Cone. Okay. Um, I'm reading Outlier. I'm, I'm reading Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me look at this last. I'm reading uh, the Decision Book. The Decision Book by uh, Michael Crogeris and Roman Schwappler. Okay. I don't know if I said that correctly. <laughs> um, I'm reading those three right now. The book that had the biggest impact. Man, that's hard right there. Uh, geez. All right, so I'm gonna give you a couple, and I'm also gonna give you some albums because I also think, I feel like we read albums too. I don't know. Oh, okay. You also also read music. Well, that's um, that's my other so, question too. So if you want to kind of put that oh, all together, the, I was gonna ask oh, cool. you that. So right, the then. three the three albums of songs that also had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today. Oh wow 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 that's a good deep question. All right, um, so. So in terms of so the, the books, so I would have to go. It's between, it's between um, Langston Hughes, the completed, the completed uh, poems, the, the complete collection of poems by Langston Hughes, mm-hmm. and uh, um, oh, what's the name of this? Name? It's, it's like a Gwendolyn Brooks collection. Uh, between those two, and or oh, man, this is like hard. Uh, mm, the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander mm. and the, the the Crossing the Lynching Tree by James Cone. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Oh man, hey, you got me like this. All right. Anyway, um, also also Fire Next Time, James Baldwin. Uh huh. Also, also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, also, uh, shoot, Baby Shug. What was, what was Baby Shug's name? Uh, you know the book. Funny Morrison, what's the name? I can't remember the name. That book. Mm, it won't get okay. me in it. Oh um, uh, wait, let me look it up because I don't want to say it wrong. She got so many books. I love Tula, <laughs> yeah, but that's not the one I'm talking about. I can't believe I'm, this is escaping me. <laughs> um, wait, is it? Am I thinking about Beloved? I'm thinking about Beloved. Beloved. Yes, beloved. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can't beloved. believe I forgot that name. Yeah. Can't believe I forgot that name. <laughs> um, okay, and now for the the album, I'm giving you mad joints. I'm sorry, I didn't. I know you asked for like the most intact. Um, so for for music, I got it. Like it's almost singular. Uh, the Miseducation of Warren Hill. Okay, yeah. Um, that's like kind of the reason I do music. Mm. Um. And then there's some other ones that are like so it's like a miseducation and then it's like the joints below that would be like uh so yeah, miseducation is like a singular joint. And the joints below that would be like the black album, it would be uh speaker box love below. Yeah. And then it would be college dropout. Wow. So Lauren Hitch Lauren Hill yeah. that song that, that album hit you like that, huh? Yeah, bro, that joint was that joint was real. Yeah. Like I still I still listen to it on a regular basis. Yeah, that was. That's like my. That's like my. That's like my muse, like type of uh, like my muse piece. You're not alone. There's so um, many 
that say that that albums is one of their top three. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it stands out. It's become its own thing. It's become its own life force. It's not even like, I don't even think about it as an album for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like its own thing. That's why I sing a little. Like, I, like I used to, so what happened, so the reason it's like that, I got to tell you like this quick little story. Uh, so my aunt, my cool, you know, my cool, you know, you got young aunts, it's like cool aunts. I yeah. had a young cool aunt, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had the cassette tape and I used to like, I had seen the video for, for doo-wop, that thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I love that drink. Uh, you got the cassette tape? I used to steal the cassette tape and listen to it in the basement. She didn't want me to listen to the whole thing because it had like, you know, there was a couple curse words on it, like very few mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, no, you can't listen to this. You got adult themes and all of that. I'm like, nah, yo, I love this. <laughs> and I would like really, I would really sneak in the basement and listen to that joint like a crackhead and like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I really want to, I want to make people feel the way she's making you feel. Wow, yeah. And I want to, I want to create things the way that she's saying things. So, yeah, that's very Did you thank your aunt? Yeah. Did you thank your aunt? For putting you, you on? Oh, did I thank her? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> between her, between her and my other, my, my big cousins, they put me on to the whole history of music, hip hop, all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's dope. So, yeah. so what more do you think you can contribute to today's hip hop culture? Um, I think I can contribute light. I think I can, uh, you know, I can contribute uh, depth, um, wisdom. Also, like some performance, maybe you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like when it comes, you know, style and performance and energy, I wanna I wanna do that. And then also on the business side, but again, I'm not gonna talk about that. Right. <laughs> we'll stay tuned for that. We'll stay tuned for that. So the, yeah. the last question I have is. What what do you want people to mainly take away from Guavamatic Space Dream? Um, I want people to take away that that we are here, we've been here, and we ain't going nowhere. Hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Boom. Wow. Straight up. Yeah. Well, J.P. Reynolds, thank you so much for being on Book Speaks and Beyond. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, man. Much love to you, bro. If you want to purchase the book or any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>